Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hey, glad to have you on board. You know, I was confused on the days of the week, but it's already Thursday. This week has yeah. flown like you wouldn't believe. And, well, you know, but every day, Bill, there's something more unusual to talk about. And uh, I think the biggest story, which is kind of flying under the radar right now, but I think it's going to be really big, is... The Cherry Lake story? No, I think... Well, that's a big story, Bill, but... Uh, what's oh. happening on the border in Texas? What's oh, oh, they, big time? Yeah, didn't they uh, invoke the Constitution now? Well, I mean, let me let me read to you what it says. Greg Abbott uh, invoked Texas constitutional authority yep. to defend itself against the lawless Biden regime. It says Abbott escalated his fight against Joe Biden on Wednesday after the U.S. Supreme Court aided with the Biden regime. Uh, I'm sorry. The U.S. Supreme Court sided with the Biden regime and allowed Border Patrol agents to remove razor wire installed on the Texas-Mexico line. But I want to read to you uh, the the letter, essentially, that uh, Greg Abbott sent to the Biden regime. And it kind of sums everything up in a nutshell. You probably won't hear this on a lot of news stations today because, you know, it's, a, it's amazing what they don't report. Here's, yeah. here's, what he, here's what Abbott wrote. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now, reads the statement. President mm-hmm. Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right to self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. That's what he wrote to uh, the Biden administration. Then he told the uh, National Guard to string more razor wire. You know, it's going to end up in a shooting war. And, you know, I agree with him. I mean, uh, the translation of that, he, uh, he said F-O and B-O. Uh, you know, so yeah. you you can figure that out. Well, you, you know, know what it is. You, you know, the other thing Back I thought off. was inter- interesting was uh, a a ton of red states have sided have locked arms with Greg Abbott in Texas. Uh, would you believe Virginia? Mm-hmm. Yunkin, the governor of uh, of Virginia, um, Christy Nome in Iowa, or is it North Dakota? She's Iowa, right? Christy Nome. I I get them confused, but Christy Nome, you know who she is. Uh, also, Ron DeSantis, heck, he's, he's not back in the state like two days, and he's locked arms with Texas, Texas saying, we're with you. Now, Biden yeah. has, he has a real problem on his hands, Bill. Uh, How's I mean, he going to back out of it? Because what he's done, he's done. Yeah. And he's accentuating that he is the problem and that the Democrats are the problem. Even Fetterman. As crazy as he was, which, you know, I think he came out with more common sense. I think he was loony 
before he had the bout and maybe, you know, some common sense has hit in because he, he can't get mm-hmm. why the border, uh, uh, what's happening is happening, which I agree. And I think the American public is going, this is nonsense. You know, and Bill, I, I just don't understand how the Supreme Court, this is the other thing I was thinking yesterday. I, I get so many things going through my mind already, and we haven't been into the show five minutes yet. But uh, how do these Supreme Court justices honestly, lawfully side with the federal government on this? I mean, it is so obvious to the average onlooker that this is uh, an unlawful uh, allowance of our of our rights to be destroyed. I mean, the federal government essentially is facilitating the destruction of of the state of Texas. Now you may say, oh, it can't be that bad. How would you like it if you lived in a state where all of a sudden, you know, 10 million people start to come across the border? I know it's some are going into California, some are going into Arizona, but a large swath of them are coming into Texas. I mean, Eagle Pass seems to be the focal point of this, of this invasion. How would you like it if that was your state? Um, you know, you have this, the federal government is supposed to protect the citizenry, and it's not doing it. It ain't happening. I mean, they are they are literally allowing aliens, foreigners, to come into our country and to break our laws, to use our stuff. It's not just a burden, by the way, on Texas. It's a burden on Bill Knight and Jim Harrington and you, the listener because we're paying tax money to these people. I mean, one of the first things they get when they come into this country is a $2,000 visa card prepaid. Who prepaid it? <laughs> the federal government well, prepaid it. Well, no, actually, and, and you signed it. It's your signature on that check, you know, just yeah. so you know. Yeah. Because you're a taxpayer. You know, Joe, the the one of his little idiosyncrasies, he can never admit he's wrong, and he's wrong 99.9% of the time. If you go back through history, he's been virtually wrong about everything and lied yeah. about everything. And so this border crisis, number one, it wasn't an accident or a, a, a miscalculation. What he's doing is very deliberate, and he's trying to cover it up. But uh, And what exactly it is, you know, the Democrats are going, no, 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 it's not about voting. Well, then what is it about? Hey. What is it about? Well, we now let's just make it a, a you know let's give them a pathway to citizenship, which there's always been a pathway to citizenship, and it wasn't the open borders and people flooding in, because now we got well you got all these people here that we're not going to be able to vet in 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 the an administration lifetime. You know the big thing yesterday was oh well uh, Justice Roberts who's a uh, supposedly conservative he's uh, not he geez. hasn't he hasn't been a conservative folks in like forever and uh, Amy Coney Barrett who they always put in quotes Trump appointee like oh she broke away from the pack she sided with the liberals well I, I want to ask a question put those two aside okay put those two aside how do the liberal justices truly, justify their decision. Forget the the conservatives who are off the reservation, okay? I want to know about the other three who are Democrats. How do they justify it? 
How do they justify allowing the state of Texas to be assaulted like it's being assaulted right now? They don't. Well, no, no one talks about that. You know. Yeah, they don't. And I and I'm starting to believe. You know. Carrie Lake was brave, and she may not have a long life because of the tape that she did. I mean, because what was it, uh, Jeff DeWitt? Yeah. Head of the uh, the Arizona. He resigned uh, yesterday, Bill. Yeah, he resigned because of that tape. And she's going, oh, but wait, there's more. You know, and I'm going like, ah, yeah. bribes. So I'm looking at this as as another Watergate. Only this time, it's a Watergate on the Democrats well, wait a second. the deep state. And- Think about what you're just saying. In, in normal, healthy situations, what you just talked about with Carrie Lake would have been a major story, top of the banner. Uh, they might have had federal uh, uh, hearings and committees would have been put together. Maybe there would be impeachments. Maybe there would be imprisonments. Mm-hmm. But nothing. This I heard yesterday, well... DeWitt will probably get off. He says really nothing illegal about what he did. What? He tried to bribe somebody from not participating in politics to sway the vote. How many times have they accused Trump of bribing somebody? Oh, they still are. Yeah, they still are. So what? Well, you know, but uh, you're doing that is tit for tat. Well, you know what? Let's run that tit through the ringer and see what happens and see what tat comes out. Yeah, well, you know, I'll the tell you, fact they, is, they have no, they have no um, uh, shame. They have no shame. These people. I was watching some uh, video clips from uh, CNN and MSNBC, and they are just blatantly anti-Trump. Like everything in the news, it's like everything they talk about in the news relates to Trump. I mean, it's like, holy smokes. I mean, you could get into a, a a car accident, a bumper thumper, and they'll bring it back to Trump on some of these networks. Well, you know, that wouldn't have happened uh, uh, if Joe Biden uh, was president. Uh, but uh, or if he was a Trump supporter, uh, he probably had a good reason to get into that accident. He probably was angry. I mean, everything they say, you know, has some kind of connection to President Trump. This is how it's going to be, folks, for the next 10 months. It's going well, to be nasty. It's going to be nasty. And, you know, I see even some of the little left sycophants out there that they get their diatribe from somewhere somehow because they all speak the same thing. And the one that I caught me yesterday was someone posting about um, uh, Rush Limbaugh saying, well, you know, now that he's been dead for a while and he's been away from the limelight, have you noticed that nobody talks about him, which means that what he said was was nothing. It was like a fart in the wind, and he's gone. And I'm sitting there going, really? Uh, there is some there is some. Stu- you, you had nothing else to talk about, so you're going to sit there and yeah. attack a person hey, and rest his soul that's dead, that can't defend I hear, himself. I heard some woman uh, being interviewed saying uh, before she voted in New Hampshire, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to vote for for President Biden or Nikki Haley or whatever, whoever she was going to vote for, because I don't want a dictator running our country. And I thought, lady, you just are not paying Take a good attention. Good look at Joe. You want to see a, the picture yeah, of a modern-day dictator? She's it's just, Joe. She's just not paying. But this is not an exception. There are people, there are a lot of people out no. there who don't follow politics, Bill. Who sit around and they'll they'll hear with their third ear they'll hear oh uh, Trump's a dictator you really I heard on the news I heard them say Trump's a dictator oh I don't want that I mean 
instead of paying freaking attention to their environment and the world they live in, and I know people have other things to do. I mean, other people have a lot of issues in their life that they have to deal with, and they just can't concentrate on politics. But politics today means so much for your family, so much right. for your children, for your grandchildren. You you just cannot ignore these things, you know? And, and uh, I look at what's happening on the border, and uh, this is a major, major crisis. This is, someone said this could be the Fort Sumter of our generation. Think about that for a second. If you're, mm. if, if you're not a a student of history, Fort Sumter was where the Civil War essentially started. That's right. where the first shot, the first cannonball was fired at Fort Sumter. It was a Union fort, and it was attacked, and uh, it was the beginning of uh, four years of, of blood and hell. And uh, now here we are on the southern border of Texas. You have the Texas governor saying no. Uh, we're not going to acknowledge this decision from the Supreme Court. They're not doing their job. It's a bad decision, and we're going to double down on our stance, and you come and stop us. That's essentially well, what they've said. Yeah, you know, back, back off and, you know, anything else off you want to say. But is it not the precursor of them succeeding, uh, saying, I, I, you know, I, we're done? This is enough because well, you know, invoking everything they did, you know, they've they've taken a defensive stance, and the only thing that uh, Biden can do is fire the first shot. What's well, here's the, first the gamble: salvo? is he going to cut off? Is he going to cut off funds? To he, Texas? He, here's the gamble: maybe Texas is saying, "Look, we're ten months away from a new president and somebody who will be on our side. So maybe now's a good time to stand pat, stand firm." Double down because how long is it going to take for the federal government to make a decision? I mean, maybe they figure the federal government isn't going to move that quickly. But I think, I think, see, I don't think it's Biden making the decisions anyway. I no, think I it's think uh, Obama. Yeah, and I, and I think that these people, I think they will, you know, they they won't move fast on a lot of things, but they will probably send down troops to uh, to the border. Now, All right. the, the the Democrats have have pushed Biden to federalize the Texas National Guard. And the Texas National Guard, God bless them, turned around to the federal government and said, we're going to ignore your request or your mm -hmm. order. We are going to stay with Texas. Now, are they going to, yeah, are they going to, look, the Texas National Guard most likely are Texans. Yep. You know, generally the National Guard has soldiers from that state. You want them to, you know, take up arms against their kinfolk? No. Is that what you're asking? I think and, you know, yeah, the, you know, talking to the wrong people. You know, you go to Oklahoma, you know, well, Texans got kinfolk in Oklahoma. They got them in Missouri. They got Arkansas them and Arkansas, yep. Mississippi, Arizona, Louisiana, yep. New York, yep. New Hampshire. Massachusetts, California, Oregon, they've got kinfolk everywhere. We got kinfolk down there. And so you want us to take arms against, you know, our families, folk, our brothers, our families, our brothers and yeah. sisters in arms. 
Are you? Well, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think that's a brilliant move there, Democrats? Do you think the Biden administration is smart enough, Bill, to realize the situation they really are in right now? You know, they won't send down troops to protect us from terrorists who are coming across the border. They won't send down troops to protect us from fentanyl and drugs that are being sent across the border. By the way, Dana Harvey's son, uh, Dex Harvey, uh, he just died from a a fentanyl overdose, accidental fentanyl overdose a couple of days ago. He poisoned. Yeah, a day or two before that, we had Adam Harrison, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, from the Pawn Stars uh, family. He died from an accidental overdose at 39. Uh, so, I mean, there are a lot, and those are just people we we kind of know of. I mean, there are average, everyday families every single day being affected by these these poisonous pills. And like you said, Bill, they're not made for anything other than to, to, to murder, to kill. They're- yeah, they, look, if, if somebody, if you've got a, a, a son, a daughter, a family member mm-hmm. that is depressed. It's a form of depression anyway. When when you sit there and turn to drugs, something in your life is incomplete. You turn to drugs. But the drugs, as you understood them, are not meant to hurt you. They're meant to help you get over things, whether you take them legally or not. The point is, if that drug has the intent of harming you or killing you, because that is a drug that they use for people uh, that have, you know, pain, terminal pain. Right. And it's not meant to kill them. It's meant to ease their pain. So if this thing, it has no purpose but to sit there and kill you, they poisoned you, and that's murder. And, you know, so if, if you have somebody like that in your, in your family, I would sit there and say it wasn't accidental, you know, because they didn't do something, you know, knowing that it was going to hurt them or that there was a chance they did something to escape some kind of pain and that pain medicine was poison and they were misled. You know, Rick, they were ha- Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars, the father, uh, one of the first statements he made was this border has got to be shored up, has got to be protected. We've got to secure our borders because that's where this stuff is coming from. It's coming into our country from Mexico. And there's no good purpose for these drugs. This is a guy who just lost his kid telling everybody that one of the first statements he makes is, you got to secure the border. You know? Yeah, and, and, you do. And these, these clowns in Washington, think about this, friends. They are literally fighting. I mean, they're sending lawyers to court to fight against Texas so that the border can stay unprotected. Then they have the gonads to turn around and to tell us to our face, we're, we're really working to protect the borders. B- Biden said a couple of days ago, yeah, the border, I've been really fighting for the border. I mean, he has Mayorkas, the biggest liar I've ever seen in government, get up without any compunction and say, well, uh, the border has never been has never been so secure. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. I mean, can you believe that guy? 
the guy has no, no problem telling everybody the border is secure. The border is not open. It has not been open and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. What a liar. What? You want to take him? I mean, I'm just, you know, you just, you want to shake this guy and say, wake the heck up. What are you talking about? The border is secure. You, you lying son of a bee. It's like saying you're standing in front of your house and it's burning to the ground and having the fire chief say, your house is not on fire. We're doing everything we can to protect your house. Your house will not burn down. In the meantime, it's burning down. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they tell you everything but the obvious. You know, Mayorkas, uh, yeah. he is in the news. I guess it's, what, next Wednesday or something? Next yeah. week, the 30th. The uh, the impeachment hearings began on him. Is I am I right yeah. on that? Yeah, I think it is. Well, yeah, I know it is. It's next week. It's 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 a day late and a dollar short. You know. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, and you know, the, the left is not out there. Yeah, apparently they don't. They don't. They don't think it's a big deal. They don't care about it. Nothing uh, se- seems to be happening. But you know, there there may be bombshells and revelations that come out of that too. Maybe they're just being mum trying to sit there and find a way to get rid of it. What happens, Bill? Okay. Uh now uh, do you uh do you anticipate federal troops being driven down into Texas to try to take over those border? I mean, do you see a situation where federal troops are going to be firing on uh, Texas National Guardsmen? You know, I would like to say no, but then again, uh with this administration and what's going on in the world today, uh uh, it's not uh, beyond the realm of possibility, and I mean Texas feels threat threatened enough to where they 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 did what they did, and legally so. And to me, it's uh, the precursor to a state war against the federal government. So I think you know we talked earlier about people who aren't paying attention. I think I gotta think that the administration realizes that if they do something like that and they fire on Americans, even the most, even the most uh, confused and unaware American is going to wake up and say, what the heck is going on? They're shooting at their own people? Uh, this can't stand. But here's the problem. If you, if you look back, you can go to January 6th, go before every time that this administration and uh, the people in power now, they've gotten in a position to where, oh, this is not going to look good for us. Well, let's stage an event here. So I'm just saying, can they stage something down in Texas and say, and sit there and say, well, we had to intervene, and I'm sorry, but innocent lives were lost in the, in the meantime because there was a coup that was going on down there to take on the federal government. In other words... The beast will protect itself, you know, by creating a situation. You see them it going gives in. Them the excuse. You see them going in and trying to arrest the governor. I think that would be a huge mistake. Trying well, yeah, to- they they could. I mean, you know, go back to, uh, uh, you know, go back to the you know the Janet Reno days, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, what what happened down in Waco, and uh, what was I it? Guess what, it, yeah, when the he, Branch Davidians or whatever it was, yeah, when they burned that uh, that encampment down and killed all those people, yeah, and she she had no good reason for doing that, folks. I'm sorry, 
Yeah, yeah, she had a bunch of jackboot thugs that went down there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they were using them everywhere. The Clinton administration. Uh, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, when are the jackboot uh, boot thugs going to start showing up again in the black helicopters and the whole nine yards? And anybody that was around during that time in the 90s knows exactly what I'm talking about. But just like uh, today, only today's more so, the compliant media just sort of uh, parroted the government narrative. Uh, mm. we, we were told that uh, the Branch Davidians were bad people and the guy who ran it was a bad guy and he deserved to die. How about those kids who burned to death in, those, in that uh, complex? Well, that, you know, they you were... Know, nobody ever talks about that, you know? Yeah. And look, any time that there is, you know, anybody... You know, you could have a hunting club and have a meeting that you're going, you know, you, you might be sitting there doing a rally saying, hey, let's support this candidate. But the candidate's a patriot. Now uh, you're not a rally anymore. You're um, you're you're like a terrorist group. And they 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 look at you that way. They'll they'll, they'll label you whatever they have to label you to sit there and silence you yeah to justify and, what they're going to do to and, you and and the, and then the the news will come right along and uh you know read the headlines that they were given about you and you know the the average joe that's sitting there going really doesn't want to get that involved in the news but wants to stay on top of things kind of what i call a surface skimmer you know you know um, they get the surface news oh Wow, that's terrible. Okay. Grant Stinchfield uh, used to work on Newsmax, and he is a good talk show host. And I couldn't understand what he did wrong to have them not renew the contract and for him to go his separate way. But he has recovered. He uh, does a podcast. I believe he works on Real America's News, too, also doing a show. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday on his podcast, do you remember a couple of days ago we played a clip from that uh uh, that terrorist who came into the country who threatened America. You don't know me now, but you will know yeah. me soon. Yeah, look. and boy, have you seen the picture of that guy? Well, I want to I play for you this, uh, this cut. This is Grant Stinchfield uh, talking about who they think this guy is. They got... They got a name behind the picture. Listen. We've got horrible news to report from the southern border. The video that I saw is chilling. By now, if you're deeply ingrained in social media, you've probably seen it. But I've done a lot of research on this guy. Uh, a guy by the name of Mosum Maranam Uglu Samadov. Uh, this, folks, is a picture of him or pictures of him. He is apparently uh, the the leader of the party of Azerbaijan, and um, he is a known terrorist according to numerous international agencies. So what I want to do is play this video of him on the southern border, and and to me, it's chilling. By the way, if you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Very easy. The, the entitlement. The entitlement. No, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Soon you will know who I am. Uh, he basically says you're too ignorant. You don't even know who I am. Soon you will know who I am. That, to me, 
sounds like a threat. Now, let me give you a little background on this guy. Uh, Mavzum Samadov spent 12 years for arms trafficking, conspiracy to commit terrorism and treason, and sedition. This is all in Azerbaijan. He did 12 years. He got out of prison just about a year ago. I believe it was January 19th, 2023. He gets out of prison. Now, apparently, many people believe uh, that this is the guy. And I'll, I'll play it again because I want you to hear what he says. They believe this is this terrorist from Azerbaijan. By the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Soon you are going to know who I am. So I did a little research on this guy. Apparently, he wants Iran to have nuclear weapons. Why? Of course, because he's a Islamic jihadist. He says that Azerbaijan, his home country, is too kind to Israel, too pro-Israel. So he wants Iran to have access to nukes. Go figure, to blow Israel off the face of the map. Um, then I found this from Radio Free Europe. This was from a speech he did, and I'm going to try to get the speech translated for the Real America's Voice show tonight. Uh, in his speech, he says, we are against those who are against our religion. We have to destroy such a cruel regime and its head. Uh, this was at a meeting in um, Azerbaijan, and of course, he ends it with, Alu Akbar, God is great. That, that's the international uh, saying for put your ass head between your ass and, and, and head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye, right? Because a bomb's about to go off. Um, the Interior Ministry said that it had received information that Samadov gave instructions to his cousin to cause a, quote, disturbance, violate security, and provoke people to jihad. The ministry said it searched the electrical shop where his cousin works and found three hand grenades, as well as seven automatic rifle cartridges at his home. It said it arrested him and the shop owner and launched an investigation. And again, this guy goes in for 12 years. Now, many leftist organizations are saying he was a religious freedom prisoner, that he was being persecuted. But all the evidence shows that he was trafficking arms. Now, what is he doing showing up on the southern border? What does he want here in America? You're too stupid to know who I am? By the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. The entitlement. The entitlement. No, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Believe me, I'm much better than that. I agree. I don't know if this guy's entitled. I think this guy has serious plans to attack America. I want to know where he is. I want the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, to track this guy down. The problem is these people come across the border. They've been let right in. This is Biden's terrorist. If he is a terrorist, he is Joe Biden's. Joe Biden allowed him to come into this country. And if this really is this Mavzum Samadov... America could be in very, very big trouble. You know, it's not the job of uh, independent journalists at the border to find right. these terrorists. It is not the job of these uh, journalists to find 
who these people are and where they came from. It is supposed to be the job of the Department of Homeland Security, okay? The guys who were in the Border Patrol at the front line, but, I mean, this should be priority number one is to know who's coming into our country. Biden and his administration have uh, have just relinquished that responsibility. No right. way. They anybody who wants to come in, come on in. Terrorist, no problem. You know, we see a guy like him, Bill, and uh, we got his name. But how many of his friends snuck across in our quote gotaways, as they they call them? On the yeah. border, you know, uh, amazing. Well, I'm wondering how this guy was in prison, how he got let out. You know, the, uh-huh. uh, you know, we're we're too easy on well, people. What 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 happened in the last uh, two and a half years that might have given Azerbaijan the idea that well, we can get rid of this guy and let somebody else worry about him? Joe Biden mm-hmm. and his border situation happened. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I look at people like that, and uh, you know, a lot of people go, "Oh, you got to have heart. Can't have capital punishment." But if a bad seed is a bad seed, and yeah, maybe you make some wrong calls, but you got to sit there and do what's best for the the general populace. And someone like this, you got him. Oh. He's guilty. You know, capital punishment. He's done in my book. And. Uh, I'll answer to my maker, and I don't think I'll have a problem answering for something like that. You know, Bill, I'm a big fan of uh, of the Chicago programs on Wednesday night. You know, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. But in reality, they're produced by, uh, I, th- I think it's uh, Dick Wolf Productions. Uh, and and mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, he's he's kind of woke. He's a leftist. Uh, I had a friend of mine who used to be one of the head writers with his organization, and and he actually produced uh, one of his series. And, and this friend of mine, who's a nice enough guy, uh, and he's still writing in Hollywood, uh, but he is a leftist. I mean, he always has been. Always, I mean, it's almost like a prerequisite if you want to write uh, and be successful in Hollywood. I mean, really be successful. You have to raise your right hand to stupidity. And they do this all the time. You want to, well, you want to be. So here's the thing that got me. I was watching the pre. I watched the shows last night, and they're very interesting. Then I saw the preview for next week, and one of the characters in Chicago PD says in one of her lines, they're talking about one of the, uh, I guess, detainees or criminals they picked up, and she says in this preview, "I never could understand uh, the term illegal aliens." They're illegal human beings. How can human beings be illegal? I mean, she makes this kind of a comment. I'm thinking, wait a second. Flag on the play. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm here to watch your program. I'm here. It's a cops and robbers, shoot them up type of show. And I'm not here to be, you know, lectured to. Uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, human beings have a value. I agree with that. But we also are a system in a country of laws. We're a world of laws, not just a country of laws. You go to England, England has laws. You go to Germany, Germany has laws. Society without laws is not a functioning society, period, Mm. end of sentence. So you have a situation right now 
where you have people who've said uh, literally they can be the nicest people in the world. I mean, they they can have uh, their little no. baby in their arms. They can be waving to us like they're, but they're breaking our laws coming into our country. We've set up rules. We've set up rules. You want to come into the United States, you have to walk in this door over here, and you have to tell us who you are and why you're coming in and give us some background. But these people are ignoring those rules. They're climbing in the window over there, and they don't want you to see them coming in the window over there or through the basement door. They're not coming in the door that you've told them to come in. And, and so it's not a matter of hating humans. Listen, I love people. I, I mean, I made a living. I'm sure you did too. Uh, our living was to entertain people. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. what we did. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, my family, your family, is being jeopardized by strangers who are coming in. And by the way, I see them now when I go to the store. I went for gas yesterday, Bill. I live in western Pennsylvania. Right. And a guy came up to me in the gas station trying to bum a ride off me. And I, I, he looked like he came across the border. And, you and- know, that, that's interesting you say that because I've had more people in recent uh, weeks, I would say, I'm yeah. getting gas. Hey, uh, you, you got like any change or anything? I, yeah. I need some gas to get home. Hey, 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 are you going that way? I, I just need a short ride. Now, you know, the Christian in me goes, hey, you know, you lend out a helping helping hand. But now I have to look at them with a discerning eye going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Because what is really going on here? Now, am I tainted by the news that's out there? You know, left news, right news, you know, center news, whatever it is. Or uh, are my wits kicking in to where, wait a minute, something's not right here. This guy... He he looked disheveled. He, you know, I didn't know who he was. But let's see, you know, my first instinct, by the way, Bill, seriously, my, when he started to talk, my very first instinct was, yeah, I can give him a ride. But then I mm-hmm. thought, wait a second. I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's what he's capable of doing or where he's come from. I, I don't know whether he wants the ride or whether he wants my car. I don't know whether he wants my money. I don't know whether he wants to do me harm. I don't know this guy. He was, you know, younger than me. He was, uh, he he might have had a more nefarious plan. And, you know, as a matter of fact, when I said no, you know, no, go, you know, I, I kind of brushed. He got the point that I wasn't interested. He immediately walked over to another guy, a younger guy than me, who had a, a SUV. And the guy heard his story and said no. He shook his He looked at me, the, the guy he looked at me and said, no, no, no. And, and the, so this guy took off. But this, I don't live in the inner city. I don't live in, uh, right. uh, I live in the country, basically, in the suburbs. And we haven't seen this kind of thing, uh, uh, but it's coming if it's not already here. And it's well, because it's of Joe it's Biden. Just, yeah, but are you going to be the poster child for when it hits? That's what you want to, you, that's what you got to be aware of. I'm going to go back to your, uh, you know, your uh, writer story and uh, the the episode yeah. you saw where somebody said that. Yeah. One of the biggest tools of the left that they they use is language. It's a war of words. They 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 use words linguistics. Probably the worst thing that's ever happened to mankind is a linguist because, 
you know, you might sit there and say something, and they're basically saying kind of the same thing, but with a word that maybe you don't understand or might have another implied meaning. In other words, they are going to manipulate language, linguistics, to sit there and carve out the story and shove you into a direction that you really don't want to be going in and never had any intent, or they'll take a story and twist it. Linguistics, you know, when you're talking about, you know, illegal aliens versus illegal humans. Yeah. That's a, that's a linguistics uh, yes. scenario there. No, they're illegal aliens. We're all humans. You know, a murderer is a human, you know. Well, how about you and I, Bill? Did you hear them asking about whether we should be protected? We're human. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, now probably the next scenario because they want to they want to attack the right-leaning media. When are they going to sit there and take a talk show host and uh, you know, make him the uh, you know, the catalyst for mayhem and then he comes to Jesus going, "Oh, well maybe it was something I said." Well, maybe it was something you did as a collective group. Well, they always that we do that. reported on, but the linguistics will kick in. You talked about Rush a little while ago, right? I mean, the the, the, oh, the, yeah. the left talks about Rush like he was a demon possessed. He was one of the well, smartest guys in the business. And, and they, but what they're saying is, yeah, what he said was not important, and all of that stuff. And so now these people, these wannabes, are all making up stuff. It was all made up, and it's just a fart in the wind. No, the fart in the wind came from you. You're the one that stinks that said it, and why you sit there and attack somebody that's that has departed this planet and, you know, in mm. a better place because of people like you. I mean, <laughs> If just, you want linguistics, thou art the problem. Just look at the, um, look at the lies they feed us, uh, and they expect you to, to just believe them uh, at their word. I mean, they, the, the CNNs of the world, the MSNBCs, they will say things, for example, about MAGA, like all of a sudden MAGA is, they, it's almost like they've equivocated MAGA to the Nazi party. MAGA has become a bad thing. You know, I remember when Trump started to use the term MAGA, it was like off the top of his head. You know, he even had, at, at some of his rallies, he would throw out things like, well, we can use um, a slogan like Make America Great Again or keep America great again, or keep America great. And he would have like a raise your hands as to which one you you like. It wasn't like it was a huge plan. All of a sudden, the left makes it sound like it's a nefarious, bad movement that's out to get you and your family and to change America and, and to make it a, a, a dictatorship. No, no, no. If anything is a dictatorship, it's what we're living in right now. I mean, look at again to the border, right? Look what the the administration is doing. They are doing, they're doing the obvious is to protect the border. So what are they doing? They're not. They're fighting not to protect us. They're fighting to keep the border wide open so we can be invaded. They are doing something which, in my estimation, is treasonous. It's treason. Right. They are allowing us to be attacked on a daily basis. And friends, do not think for one second that we're not losing people on a daily basis. I mean, dying, 
People are dying from drug overdoses. People are being murdered by people, okay? It's happening every single day. You just don't hear about it. It's happening all over our country by these illegals. You just don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I got to read this to you, Bill. This is interesting. It's uh, uh, all right. Give me an idea of where our legal system is going right now. I don't know that you heard this. A California woman, Bryn's uh, speaker, I guess that's how she, maybe it's speecher. Anyway, uh, she was convicted of fatally stabbing her boyfriend 108 times in a cannabis-induced psychotic episode. She received a sentence of probation instead of prison time. Uh, The controversial ruling came after a jury previously found her guilty in December for the involuntary manslaughter that occurred under the influence of a psychotic episode which both prosecution and defense experts linked to the consumption of cannabis. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, a, a marijuana user, and I never really have been. Uh, but uh, I, I've always thought of it as the weakest of the, uh, the drug, you know, the psychotic drugs. And I mean, they make it sound like she took uh, marijuana, cannabis, whatever, and she lost her mind and stabbed her. 33-year-old, uh, no, her 26-year-old uh, boyfriend 108 mm. times. And the judge, in his robe again, we talked about how the robe gives you this authority. Oh, my God, he's a judge. He's so smart. This judge sat up there and said, okay, uh, you've been found guilty. So, uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, you probably had a reason to do it that you, you, know, you were probably drugged out on uh, marijuana and so we'll give you probation and some uh, public service. How's that? That work for you? Yeah, 108 times. This means now that if you want to kill somebody, what you do is you go out and smoke as much marijuana as you want first, okay? Get yourself kind of loosened up and then go kill them and say it was the marijuana that did it. It wasn't me, Your Honor. I was, you know, normally I'm uh, clear-headed and I would never do such a thing. But that's what this judge, these kind of rulings. And by the way, I would be willing to bet you uh, like uh, my my month's allowance, okay, that this judge probably probably is a liberal. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I cannot yeah. see a conservative judge saying, okay, you stabbed him 108 times. Yeah, we're going to give you probation and uh, public service. Does that work for you? No. That's not it. So yeah, I don't. I don't think the marijuana did that. Uh, that person did that, and that's that. To blame it on, you know, to the marijuana was used as a scapegoat. Yeah. Again, linguistics, you know, and uh, just in a, you know, a lot of implication there that uh, doesn't belong. Another thing interesting, Bill, that happened yesterday, and and again, I don't understand this. I do not understand this. I haven't got the answers for everything, and this is one of the things I really don't understand. The United Auto Workers, right? They are the union for the auto workers uh, in well, Detroit yeah. and all over the country. Not going to back Biden. They're they're going to back Biden. They're supporting. Well, they they're supporting Biden, and they're not going to back Trump. Now, right? Think about this for a second. Biden is supporting electric cars, and most of the key ingredients of electric cars are made where? China. Mm -hmm. It's going to take jobs away from Detroit. 
It's going to take jobs away from Nashville, places like that where there are auto plants. Uh, and there are going to be uh, less people working, auto workers, right? When this news came out yesterday, people went, what? This doesn't make any sense. Now, Sean Fain is the UAW um, president. Right. And uh, he was on with Neil Cavuto. Now, earlier in the day, he called Trump a scab. No, for no good reason, right? But, you know, he is the head of the uh, United Auto Workers. And even though his, his rank and file don't agree with them, they still back Biden. Listen to what he said. You know, there's always a dichotomy. I mean, uh, the union membership in the past was very strong for Ronald Reagan in both elections. Uh, George uh, Bush Sr. benefited uh, from the union vote. Uh, many of your own members now, Sean, are, are very big Trump supporters. I don't know the breakdown. You know that far better than I. But that a good many of them are at Trump rallies and are MAGA enthusiasts. How do you feel about that? Look, every, it's what makes this country, you know, uh, a beacon for other countries. You know, it's, it's democracy in action. Um, look, let me be clear about this. A great majority of our members uh, will not vote for President Biden. Uh, yes, some will. Uh, but that's the reality of this. Uh, the majority of our members are going to vote their paychecks. They're going to vote for an economy that works for them, and they're going to vote for a president. When you look at these two presidents, the choice is very clear about which one stands up with the working class and stands up for labor and which one stands for the billionaire class, and that's his base. Now think about that for a second. Even though he essentially was saying most of his supporters are going to back Trump, he couldn't, right. bring, he couldn't bring himself in that clip to say the name Trump. He, he called him the president. He said, most of my workers are not going to back uh, Biden. They're going to back a president who stands with them, and that's not Biden. Well, that's what I was talking about. You know, they're going for who stands up with them. And, you know, they talk about Trump and his rhetoric and everything he does. Uh, And they go, oh, but he's a criminal. Well, no, he's not a criminal. You're saying he's a criminal. You're trying to label him a criminal, but he's not. But what people are seeing, it's not that. And some people like to say, well, you know, people love the underdog. Trump is not the underdog. He never was the underdog. But... Trump is showcasing the fact that they don't want him in there, and he relates to the common person with what's going on. And, you know, haven't we all been uh, felt like we're under the thumb? And yet he, you know, he keeps fighting for you. He's fighting for for your values. So how can the head of the auto workers, how can he justify throwing his support behind Biden? Because he's probably, um, is it money, he's Bill? Probably, yeah, he's, it's money. He's saddling up to his bosses, his, the people that he answers to, you know. So if anything, that was a message. They're saying, yeah, you know, hey, we we support the Democratic Party and we support Biden, but it was a message to them that, uh, you know. We're not going to win this fight. You know, if you there's know, a, a Trump, it's an admission. If there's a Trump a campaign. Uh, member out there listening to our podcast, take that clip that I just played, right with Sean Fain. Make it a commercial. You can, you, you know, you can st- beginning begin it by saying you may have heard that the UAW is thro- has thrown its support for Joe Biden, but when push came to shove and asked on national television who he thought his members are going to back. Here's what the president of the UAW said 
and play that clip because it's essentially an endorsement for President Trump. Well, you could cut the chase and get right to it. The president of UAW says this yeah. about Trump. Yeah. And then, boom, there it is. You know, pull, pull the news media on the news media, just uh, get right to the chase. And there is no editing there. There, there is no trickery because they'll take they'll take an interview uh, of a question and go, well, let's let's cut that part out. Let's add this. Let's take uh, that in the back yeah. and put it to the front. And and they re they redo the whole thing, or they take an AI and just re-script the whole thing and still the voice. You don't have to do that. He already did the endorsement. You can make it a very simple, straightforward question and a pretty powerful piece of audio or video and you know and president president trump uh here's what he thinks about electric cars we have more liquid gold right under our feet we have so much wealth in this country and we don't want to do it we want to go to all electric cars so that we don't use our wealth you know china has that kind of wealth because they have the battery wealth but electric cars don't go far they're very expensive and they're going to all be made in china that's why i think we had a poll just come out and we're 11 points up in Michigan because the auto workers and, you know, South Carolina way up to uh, wherever you make autos, because the auto workers understand if you go all electric, you're making those cars in China. They're not going to be made here. They're going to be made in China. And uh, in addition to that, you should be able to buy electric cars, but you have to buy gasoline, combustion. You have to buy uh, anything you want. You shouldn't be restricting it to electric. You go to California. I was there this summer. And you have blackouts and brownouts all the time. And now we're supposed to, they want all their cars to be all electric. The problem is uh, with, with the car. Uh, the batteries are very, somewhat expensive, uh, but they're really, uh, they can be very dangerous. You know that. And they can be very big. They take up a lot of room. Like they want to go all electric trucks. And half of the capacity that the truck is supposed to use for load is going to be a battery. But the other problem is they just don't go far. They just don't go far. A truck will go 300 miles, a big, you know, an 18-wheeler, go 300 miles, and on gasoline, you take a Peterbilt or, you know, one of the, the great uh, companies that really build, do great jobs, uh, they'll go 2,000 miles. So you go 2,000 miles on diesel, and the tank for the diesel is very small compared to the battery. The battery to go even three or 400 miles is much, much bigger than the tank. So they're gonna to have to devote a lot of that. And, and some of the things that I stopped, they wanna go all electric army tanks, okay? The problem is they don't go far, and it's a different kind of power also, by the way, but they don't go far. You know, you say, what are they doing? And I somewhat joke, I'm trying to be sarcastic about it. I say, they go into obliterate a country, an enemy, because they want to make the atmosphere nice and safe, nice and clean. We want a pure, clean atmosphere as we knock the country to hell. The whole thing is crazy, and the battery is so big that to do it properly, they'd have to pull a truck behind it to carry the battery. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. So they want to do that. They want to do the boat. Now they want to do boats. They want boats to be all electric. The whole thing is so crazy. I call it the Green New Scam. Yeah. Not the right. Green New Deal. It's a right. Green New Scam. Right. You know, what's amazing, We uh, the weather's a little warmer right now. Uh, past day or so, it's been like 50. Mm -hmm. But last week, it was down into the single digits. And in Chicago, I mean, it was really cold and really snowy. And there were, there still are, I guess, lines of dead 
electric cars at the charging stations, meaning they went to charge the car and they waited and they waited. The batteries died. They couldn't even get them to the charging station and they just abandoned the cars at the charging stations. This is in Chicago. This is where we're going. And, and Trump knows this. Trump is a big supporter of Detroit. He's a big supporter of the union workers, the auto workers. And, and for their, their head to come out and support Biden, it says to me, like, it is money, it's corruption. There's something more to this they're going to have. Uh, someone's, uh, someone's wallet got padded, you know, because of this endorsement. And, uh, and it's obvious to everybody. So. Well, that's what's happening a lot. You see uh, congressmen dropping out. It's money. It's money that uh, is coming to them. Drop out. We need you to do this because, you know, and that might be a good way for a congressional person to save face. Well, I can't be a part of this, but I can take your money and just step aside. And whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, you talked about AI a little while ago, and I don't know that we played this. We may have played this already a few days ago, but I want to play it again. It's sure. not terribly long. Uh, this is a, a call that was running in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. This is artificial intelligence, meaning it ain't real, folks. This is not Joe Biden. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2. Think about this for a second. Can you trust anything nowadays, Bill? No, you can't. Now, I could tell that was an AI because of the way it talks. There is no breath in there, and it's kind of monotone the way it goes straight through. There's no punctuation. No. You're a professional. You are a voice professional. You make your living uh, talking, doing commercials, doing voice tracking, doing this program, uh, and have for decades, because you're old. No, I'm just kidding. Little you. I'm old. I've been around most, for a while. You know, but the most people out there, Bill, the average Joe who hears that, I think they're going to be swayed. They're going to be fooled. Well, they, they hear the tone, and they hear the tone, the quality of the timbre of the voice, and they get it. Um, and, you know, a hint for any voice actor out there, this is where you stand out. You got to really put your interpretation into that script and put your personality into it as best you can because AI is knocking at the door, and it's going to get to the point to where it has the mannerisms and the ability to not sound the same all the time with the same sentence. You know, I used to give that analogy. You can take something and it's all interpretational hey, skills. So one day we will see probably new Three Stooges films because they'll be mm -hmm. able to create the image to look real and be able to get the voice to look real. And the computer will probably be able to write funny lines for the characters. So think you, you, it's funny. We talk about computers and stuff before the show started today. Oh boy. Here my, we go. my, my buddy here and I were talking and he says, I was uh, hanging around yesterday, just doing some stuff with my computer. And I found an old picture of yours 
and uh, I did a little messing around with it, and it was kind of grainy. It was really, you know, it was, it was a pretty bad picture. So I had the uh, AI clean it up, and uh, did you add color to it? No, you took color off it, right? It was it was color. Well, right? it was a color. Yeah, you said it was. No, it wasn't. It was way, black and white initially. Well, either way, I took it, repixelated it, uh, and uh, ran it through a digital enhancer. Yeah. To where it's like you can take old grainy photos, yeah. photos from the 1800s, and make them look brand new, like it was just taken. So I did that, and. Wow. Um, Ran it through, and then I removed the background so that you could lay it on if you had a template for, oh, I don't know, a podcast. Maybe that's what I was working on, a new a new face for the podcast or for yeah. maybe another platform uh, there where I could put your picture and, and uh, my picture. Here's Jim and Bill. Hey, there you no, go. Only, you only know? problem is I said to Bill, people, when they meet us in person, they go, say, oh, what a disappointment Harrington is. I saw his picture. He, was, he wasn't bad, you know. I told him actually what he should do is just go get a Robert Redford picture from like 1980. I, already, I used that for me. <laughs> hey, uh, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Jim and Bill at Mel.com. Jim and Bill at Mel.com. We are in the X at It's Another Day, so it's easy to find us there. We're on Facebook, so you can find It's Another Day there. We're everywhere. you got to tell your friends, too, folks. We have listeners in Germany, Brazil, New Zealand, Australia, England, France, Russia. Uh, I mean, I know I'm missing many, many countries. Uh, it's we're all over the place, really. Mm-hmm. And if they'd all just send us one dollar, no, one dollar, yeah. you know, fifty cents <laughs> even exactly, would be well, nice. Yeah, we're easy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, exactly. we missed a big important piece of news. We Kamala did? Harris says, yeah, she's upset. Why? She was in an interview because she's going. The media is misquoting her height. They say that she's five foot two. She goes, I'm five foot four and five foot seven in heels. Five foot two, five foot four, five foot seven. She's still dumb. <laughs> Some things, no matter how tall they are, they just never change. Never okay. dumb. Yeah. I, I think with that, uh, we're never we're, big enough to step up to the plate of president. I can just we say are, that. We are left with only one thing to do now, sir, and you know what that is. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. <laughs>This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?